We're We the People. And we're recording from the occupied territory of the Odawa, Ojibwe, and Potawatomi people. Or what you probably know to be Chicago. And the Chumash, Keech, and Tatavian people. Or Los Angeles. Guess what? We're all on stolen land. Take a second to learn whose land you occupy. And take meaningful, direct action to decolonize and restore these lands to their rightful stewards. Action items and resources can be found in the link tree on our Instagram, at We The People Present. It's us, your four friends, we the people. Um, I'm Dana Saleh Omar. I'm Lionel Renault. I'm Tina. And I'm Asia. Um, welcome to this week's episode. <laughs> we're going to start this off um, a little differently this time around. We're going to go kind of do a round robin um, just so you guys get to, you get to know us a little better. Um, so I'm going to start. I'm going to ask Tina. Tina, Tina, Tina. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to do a quick friend or foe game. So uh, I'm going to start with your phone. Is it a friend or a foe? Oh, <laughs> that's such a hard question to give a one-word answer to. It's it's the it's the friend of productivity for me. Well, I don't know if that's true. God damn it, Tina. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say friend because it's useful, but foe to like my mental health and, um, you know, it, it easily goes downhill. Great. Okay, next um, question. And exercise, friend or foe? <laughs> oh, Dana, you know I don't exercise. <laughs> it always makes me feel good, but I never do it. I like going on walks. Walks are exercise. I love a good walk. Um, I know, especially like during this this lockdown. It's been like a, it's certainly a bit of meditation for sure. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Now that it's I cold, know. though, it's a little bit of a I know. struggle. Um, yeah, I'm going to say friend, but, like, do I see this friend very often? No. We are estranged <laughs> from each other. Should there be a third option that says frenemy? Instead? <laughs> <laughs> I <Yeah>. love that. <laughs> yeah, definitely both of them are frenemies, for sure. Yeah, right. Cool. Okay, your turn. Go. Okay, my turn. Um, um, Asia, um, uh, friend or foe, uh, baths. Oh, friend. One hundred percent, my yeah. friend. Oh, I yeah. don't. Like your relationship with exercise, I don't do it as much as I should. Um, but I will say it's because I haven't had a working bathtub in years, and now I do, so I always forget that I can. And then yeah. I do, and I'm like, oh, this is what my body needed. <laughs> and then I feel bad about using water. Yeah. <laughs> so frenemy. Yeah. Um, and uh, second one, um, food TV. Friend. Yeah. I want to watch people cook things uh-huh. all the time, anytime. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's all. Friend. Okay. Your, your turn. <laughs> um, Lionel. Friend or foe? Morning routine. Friend. What is your morning routine? Do you have one? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's I wake up in a panic. I have oh, no. I have three alarm clocks. Uh, when the third one gets up, I'm late. So I make coffee. I have a banana, and yeah, then I start. <laughs> three alarm clocks. So that's my morning routine. Oh, oh my god, god I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess then friend or foe, coffee. Ooh, um. Uh, Foe. 
Really? Yeah. I, I, I love coffee, but I hate bad coffee. So I don't really know what you meant by that. Like, is coffee itself wonderful? Like, is having it? Um. Yeah, I guess. I guess my thought from that was I'm doing this cleanse thing and we're not supposed to have caffeine. So I guess caffeine uh, is more it. the question. Got it. I'm going to say friend. Great. I love it. Coffee. I had bad your coffee response. this morning. <laughs> no. I had bad coffee this morning. So that's why I was like, ah, oh, fucking foe. Oh, no. But caffeine's friend. It is really disappointing to get a bad cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. You ask yeah. Dana now. Um, I kind of did this wrong though. Can I, I, I know I thought of friend or foe, but I realized I, I created would you rather. So can I just do that? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. Okay. First, Dana, where do you get your news? Uh, Reddit. Great. Yeah. Reddit's All my right. main news source. One minute of burpees are three shots of warm malort. Oh, oh no. Burpees. And nonstop bur- burpees. Nonstop burpees. Burpees. Fuck it. Oh burpees. my god, really? I hate Malort. Malort is oh, hate it. Oh, gross. It's like okay. Lysol. Like, I just, I can't. I can't do it. Warm Lysol. Yeah. Oh. Sorry to the city of Chicago, but. You yeah, know, you know I love you, Chicago. It's bad news. I can't do it. Oh. Teaching a workshop. Hear the whole question and then the timer starts. Super, super. This is very supermarket sweet, which I've been watching. If you haven't, <gasps> me, episode me one too. is so good. It's so I watched it twice. And I love her as the host now. Like, She's so good. It's so much fun. But I used to watch that as a kid all the time. Okay. What are you grabbing for? 15 seconds. What are the top three items you're going to grab out the store? Go. <laughs> well, one, with this new one is the roses. The roses, um, uh, the diapers, and uh, oh, fuck. Um, the hams. Do you still yes! do the hams? <laughs> you couldn't get it wrong. You just had to grab three. <laughs> Roses, ham, and diapers. Nice. Should yeah. I watch Supermarket Sweep? This is fuck yeah. yeah. It's so good. It's I haven't so, started it's yet. It's so but much I mean, fun. Um, last. Okay, okay. Teaching a workshop on superheroes and magic to thirty children, or thirty seconds uninterrupted with Donald Trump and Mike Pence and a mute button. Wait, my, I'll repeat the question. Do they get a mute button? You get to mute them, so you're the only one that gets to be heard talking. So you oh, can say whatever you want. Wow. I'm very intrigued by the 30 kids being superheroes. I, that sounds adorable as hell. But um, I, the mute button. I, <laughs> I, 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 wanna, I, I want to yell. I got, I got shit to say. <laughs> I want to be like Obama right now on his like campaign oh, trail. Beijing Barry? He's, 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 he's out here like... Tearing, tearing that guy a new asshole in every city he goes to, and it's just like it's mwah, it's so good, so delicious. But that question leads me to the news thing, the news source. Um, do you do y'all use social media as a use source? As a use source? As a news source? <laughs> yeah, I do yeah. actually. What news source? Uh, what do you? Which one do you use, and um, how do you feel about the platform? Mm. Tina. Oh, <laughs> me, oh my. Um, I definitely get a lot of my news from um, social media, I think like across platforms, but mostly, honestly, I hate to admit this, but I get a lot of news from Twitter. I get a lot of like, 
I don't go down like Twitter. Well, I do sometimes go down Twitter rabbit holes, but I like will find. I feel like I'll like get updates on stuff on Twitter and then like do my own research off of that. Um, Because I try to like not completely rely on Twitter for stuff. But I feel like I also get a lot of not news, but like a lot of resources and a lot of details about stuff on Instagram. Um, Mm. So, yeah, definitely get most of because I don't like have like live TV and I don't I don't watch the news. So, yeah, a lot of it's social media for sure. What about you, Asia? Um, I, my, I usually just check my email every morning because I get like the New York Times Mm -hmm. daily newsletter and I think another one, but I don't remember which. So I read those every morning and then I see a lot of, I don't know, I get a lot of my action items from Instagram, but I find that that sometimes is more work because I've had more than one experience of like googling something before I share it and then finding that the person didn't google it before they shared it and I Mm -hmm. just feel like that's such bad bad news so I tend to like see a lot of stuff on Instagram and then not share it unless it comes from someone that I know is not going to post something bogus on accident Mm -hmm. um and I don't really use Twitter good or anything I'm Instagram is pretty much the only social media I use so some of it from that how do you feel and then my friends about Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's like a love-hate relationship. Definitely a frenemy. Uh, I feel like, I don't know, I just um, posted yesterday uh, one of the things we did for my birthday was go drop off our ballots to vote. And I posted it on Instagram um, to be like, hey, go vote, and with a couple of pictures, and it had been up for, like, most of the day, and then a friend, not a, an acquaintance, I don't even know where I know her from, sent me a message and was like, hey, your um, address is pretty much fully visible in the second image, and I was like, oh, of course it is, because <laughs> that's just how I roll, um, and I actually had a whole thing in my head about, like, well, I already have all these likes, which is so stupid because, like, who fucking cares about the validation of Instagram and my friends? Like, my friends love me regardless of whether or not my post is on Instagram. I absolutely don't want my address, <laughs> my home address, <laughs> on the internet for people to see. So, I'm reporting um, live from outside your house now. <laughs> oh, boy. You're welcome. Um, so, yeah, I had I took it down and reposted it and, and used that as a way to point out a kindness someone did me and, you know, remind people to take care of each other. So I think it's good. I think it can be good for, you know, spreading solidarity and um, accountability, but I think it's also very toxic. Which I'm so sure that we'll like thing, isn't that like thing? That incredible? like thing, that validation, like oh, I don't want to lose my 118 likes. Should I keep myself in danger? No. <laughs> what? Asia, <laughs> take your fucking address down. Yeah. Lionel, what about you? Where do you get your news? So I get my news slash sources from. Um, I read a lot of like the Wall Street Journal and the New Yorker. Fancy. BBC and MP- NPR are like mm-hmm. my main ones that I use just to like scroll. They pop up on my phone. I don't know. I feel like I get conversation starters from Instagram. Fuck Facebook. Um, but Instagram and Twitter, not so much Twitter, but Instagram. But I but I look at those more, like those four sites, a lot more, a lot, uh, a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because I, I don't I, I don't like to just argue if I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I do. I just want to know what I'm actually sticking up for in this argument before I'm about to go off because I don't want to be embarrassed. Someone's like, that's not true. And I'm like, fuck, I should have looked that up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I feel like more than a lot of people do mm-hmm. being yeah. informed on a thing before you go into battle. Yeah, well, because I think the difference is like, am I getting news or am I getting a conversation? But it's like, just because you see it doesn't mean that it's news. It's just, it's just the topic. But like news to me is like, getting facts so like just because you see it pop up that's not the fact of what's happening mm-hmm. are you on tiktok yeah how, how do you feel about tiktok i fucking love tiktok i love love tiktok i think it's so great it's, what do you love about it um i love that i can learn dance moves i know <laughs> that is intriguing to me that's the one uh, thing that i'm like oh well, yeah maybe on it. yeah well, you learn dance moves, but also like people, you can do whatever you want on TikTok, which is what I love. I love that TikTok is just freedom. Like there's people who, like I love working out. Like I, I'm a fitness instructor, I'm a personal trainer. And like, you'll see people that are like one hand, one hand, two hand, two hands. And they'll go from like a push up to a high plank, push up high plank. And they do like plank jacks. But then you could skip to the next video. And it's like this 96 year old woman, like, bow, dab, da, dab, da, dab, 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 dab. <laughs> Or it's like the next video is like these 12 years are like, you know what is dumber than like school? You not voting. I'm not old enough. Like they like make all these videos and it's just, there's no rules and there's no way to get it right or wrong. You can just be creative. I think that's so dope. You know, there's there's one thing that I, I am seeing from afar and this is like a bigger thing, but what I am loving seeing is like... um various arabs or middle eastern people like posting about their culture or like uh, uh, the debka movement which is huge in in palestine Mm. that's like a big thing that i see a lot and like thinking back now to when i was 12 or 13 certainly i i was not as proud or as like you know i had a conflicted relationship with all of that before i worked through it and i think a lot of people in my generation were the same especially first generation kids but it's incredible to see like kids now seeing it like on a platform and making it popular and having it have like all of these views um, and having people be interested and invested in it. It's so cool what it does for their pride from where they're from. Mm-hmm. So that's been really, really cool to see, especially mm-hmm. on TikTok. Mm-hmm. It is, right? It's It's such a... I feel like a lot of times with like news sources or things like that, people are like, you can't trust it. There's too many sources out there. There's too many things. But I love the Will Smith quote where he talks about like police, right? He's like, police brutality didn't get worse. I might be butchering this, so we'll fact check it. But like police brutality didn't get worse. We just got phones or like we, that's the sum of it. We'll find out the exact quote, but I think it's so true. It's like, we just get access to things quicker because we have technology. But it's not like things were any different than they were 20 years ago. We just can see it now. So yeah. like you could see yourself represent it in a way that they could filter that out 20 years ago or not be interested. Yeah. Yeah, it's in good and bad ways, like you were saying. Fact check. Racism. Will Smith said, and I quote, Racism isn't getting worse. It's getting filmed. And like, it's just TikTok is a vehicle for us to see more things now which is exactly to your point you can see yourself for sure so that kind of leads us to um this episode that i 
the this episode of the Daily, which is a podcast by NPR, um, specifically not the New York Times, they do a daily, an episode every week or every day. <laughs> <laughs> then it would be called the Weekly, Dana. But uh, this episode was called the Misinformation Test for Social Media, and it was um, I'll just. The episode notes say that Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube have invested in a significant amount of time and money trying to avoid the mistakes made during the 2016 election, which, um, if we all remembered, that was a gigantic clusterfuck um, mm-hmm. in both 2016 and 2020, Russia and supposedly Iran, but I, that seems, we can talk about that more later, but there have been interferences in, in our election via social media. So this episode goes into that and also the response to that, um, which is essentially attack on uh, free speech or freedom of speech and how that's the Republican response essentially right now. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, this all stemmed from the, the Hunter Biden story that came out mm-hmm. Um about um, his his laptop and compromised access it came from I think it came from Rudy Giuliani and it was published in the New York Post, um, but then was like basically, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube all kind of went different routes, um, deciding how to respond to it. And Twitter kind of took the hardest line and decided they were not going to allow posts linking to the article um, until it had been vetted and fact checked. And then, like Dana said, like the outcry against that was a lot of uh, conservative politicians and people coming forward and being like, this is an attack on free speech, Um, which, Dana, when you texted us this episode, we were talking a lot about, like, truth on social media and, like, how do you sift through all of the information that's available? Um, Because you really can, like, tailor your own social media feed to reflect your own values that already exist. Um, Yeah, your own confirmation bias, which is a whole other thing to to chat about. Um, But yeah, I brought this up because I think now more than ever, and and I feel like we could talk about what has happened on social media in the last seven months because I feel like there's been a shift, obviously, um, to reflect the, the revolt, the resist, the revolution that's happening right now. Um, And I feel like it's important to talk about um, all of the pitfalls of social media, along with the joyful things, too, and how people, how we all deal um, Mm -hmm. and how, because there is no solution right now. That was the biggest flaw, I think, with the social dilemma that came out on Netflix. There's there's no solution. Like, they didn't give, they pointed out all the flaws, but they didn't give a valid solution that doesn't place it on us as the individual users when it's so clear that it needs to be regulated in society like it can't just be us it has to be regulated right i guess that's my first question do you think that um social media needs to be regulated (laughs) you know my answer but yeah yeah i mean yeah but by who like obviously i i don't think that untruths should be out there for anyone to find and see especially with confirmation bias but like who gets to decide when something is fact checked enough i think it goes into really dark territory of like understanding who gets to say and why um because this 
sides of the table are so divided. Mm-hmm. Um, but I absolutely think that things that are not, uh, I mean, I wish that we could trust journalism. Do. Was this an issue, in your opinion, at, to your question, was this an, an issue before the 2016 election? Yes. I think the birth of the iPhone um, and then subsequently everything after MySpace, because MySpace was dope. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my question is, like, bigger. Are we talking about regulating news? Or are we just talking about like letting Facebook be a place at which we like a social forum to talk about things or a place to pass around quotable information. Because I think that it is a social platform so you can talk about issues, but I am finding that since the 2016 election and since we've seen like a president who uses Twitter to literally like gaslight issues it's the idea now that Facebook is a hub for finding information or that Facebook is a hub or a source for information, which is weird because it was never that in the first place. So that's why I guess my question is like, do we just govern what people can talk about on Facebook or is the problem that like Facebook should not be used at all to pass around? Shouldn't be like a quote of a place to quote from or think- should it be regulated? Well, to the the first part of that question made me really interested because I think I think that like like journalism or or like news sources versus Facebook like they have become so intertwined and like people are creating news content for use on social media, which I think is where like the line gets blurry because like there is a journalistic code of ethics, there is like oversight in that arena. But the fact that things are so immediately available on like Facebook and on other social media platforms, the fact that people are now having to create content to be able to compete for visibility on those platforms, I think is what has compromised. I mean, and like, this is not to say that like journalistic oversight was perfect, you know, to begin with, or that like, it was completely like, perfect at rooting out um, like false information or or information that's like slanderous or anything like that. But there was at least a like a clear like line um, that you could follow to to figure it out and to deal with that kind of information. Whereas like when things get shared on social media, like they can then later be revealed to be false. But by the time that process is done, they've already been shared so widely that people have seen and consumed them. Um, and then like, don't either don't get the information or refuse to hear the information that it was actually false. So I think like the the immediacy of social media platforms as a place of sharing information has has compromise the way that we gather and then report on news as it is and i don't know like that's not an answer to the question of like well then what purpose does social media serve in terms of sharing information um but and yeah and i don't know if there there is a clean answer the code of ethics thing tina that's what i'm stuck on because i feel like that journalism has a code of ethics but social media doesn't Mm mm-hmm but it, it is like the quickest way that we get news and it feels not productive to not use those tools. But at the same time, to answer your question, Lionel, if, if, you, if you start to, and we saw this in the daily episode, if you start to monitor what people can post, 
then they they attack the freedom of like or they use freedom of speech as an attack but if you're talking lies all the time (laughs) if you're literally just saying bullshit that can't and and then that bullshit funnels out to all these people that follow you and then their confirmation bias confirms it even after somebody says that's not true then it just leads to like a bunch of people believing things like the QAnon conspiracy or like and that's what's so frustrating too is if you bring up something if you say that that's not true their confirmation bias has already confirmed it well and i guess what's kind of scary just piggybacking on that is that like it's not even that they're they don't think that they're spouting lies yeah they don't they think that they're sharing the truth whether it's mm-hmm. QAnon or less conspiratorial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, um, just like, just like a, you know, a general conservative Republican sharing things that they think are true. Even, you know, people who align with our beliefs mm-hmm. and are more liberal. But I, the number of times I have Googled something either, you know, trying to figure out what I can do, like what action items are immediately or, you know, how I can share uh, if this information is the best information to share. The number of times that I've Googled and it not it been from seven years ago and already resolved or not completely true or the person didn't read the full article and completely missed the point. It's just so it's so infuriating that people I wish people would do their own research. Yeah. And I think that comes down to how most of us were educated because I think because we, and I'll speak for myself and I'm showing my age here, but because I was um, 12 or 13 when the internet started to emerge, I had teachers that didn't let me source only the internet. Right. That, that mm-hmm. I had to go in and I had to find the encyclopedia. Remember encyclopedias? Oh. Yes. oh my god, I had my all of them. Babe, they're Those my heavy favorite. Books. Oh, so heavy. I loved them so much. Anyway, um, but yeah, you would have to go into the library and you'd have to source things and then you would have to, if you found an article, an online article, you would ha- then have to source the information that, that came from that article too. So like you would read the article and then you would look at their sources and look up those sources. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, and I'm going to generalize here, but I think a lot of people on Facebook are older, um, came into the internet at an older age and weren't taught how to use it and how to use it successfully. And so I think where the disconnect comes is that they anything that they read, they don't source check it. And I think Unless they don't like it. Unless they don't yeah. like it. <laughs> but th- I think that's like honestly i think that's where a big because i think a lot of trump supporters are older um and a lot of the let's just call it what it is a lot of people that are part of the cult because i think that's what this is like uh, the cult of the trump phenomenon believe in those conspiracy theories because they were not successfully taught with the internet with which with how to use it like i think that's where the breakdown is but that's just me also, I have friends that like cannot if they write white too many times in a post, that it will weirdly not be shared. Like they can't, people can't share their post. Yes. People can't pass that on. So I also question though, not even just an age thing, but social media's uh, who they're who they're blocking and who they're silencing. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. 
also is part of the problem where even if you're right, people do need to source their sites. But I also think another level is like, there are things that are getting blocked. There are things that are getting put into motion. And it's a weird kind of like break that's happening. So two things about that. Absolutely. A lot of like the movement about the Black Lives Matter movement and um, even honestly, even like Palestinian stuff has mm-hmm. been blocked. I remember Bella Hadid, I think, who's half Palestinian, who posted something on her story about her father being from Palestine and it was taken down and it was literally just a, a passport of his stuff and it said he was from Palestine and it was taken down there like and there are a couple of stories about that so yeah I, I absolutely think it's regulated to kind of funnel that stuff out because there are people in power that are to like to go back to what Asia was talking about who gets to regulate it well if it's mm-hmm. people that are severely biased um, then we're fucked you know like we can't successfully have that type of communication for movements but I think what's so toxic is the, I mean, everyone's access to information. It's like people, journal, in terms of, which we texted about journalistic integrity, like journalists will be up against the deadline of getting the news out before someone else in order for them to keep their jobs, for their paper to be successful, for their internet, whatever, to be successful. And so I don't even think that uh, I was watching... I can't remember what her name is. There's this lovely doctor who does like Instagram stories about COVID stuff. She's um, so she'll be like, here are these five studies that I read about on this certain topic. And, you know, and she like breaks it down, you know, what those numbers mean and where they come from and if they're right. And if you should listen to them, she's great. I can find her info if anyone's interested. Um, I think I sent her to all of y'all. But basically, Mm -hmm. she was talking about some COVID something that all of these articles came out and said, you know, like, the percentage is this. And she was like, no, if you go back to the original source, they're not even people, these journalists aren't even fact checking their sources at all, like what you were talking about, Dana. So it's like people are so much trying to stay ahead of the game that they're not checking or I don't even know if they care if it's real or not at this point. It's like, how can I get the clicks? How can I make the money? How can I get my job? Which goes back to Tina's favorite point of fucking capitalism. (laughs) Yeah, baby. I'll get you yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but perfect example to that exact same point. Asia, at the beginning of the podcast, you talked about a photo that you were like, ah, do I take it down? Because I have 118 likes. And that is the perfect example of with social media, it's intent versus impact. There's actually no need to go back and look at sources because everything is like, how can I make an impact right now? Because it's all about being the biggest, loudest. The I feel like these news stories, these social circles don't even really care about like the truth of it. They're just like, is your post getting a lot of volume right now? Mm-hmm. So if you have a platform that like the more interactions you have, the more popular you are, where is the incentive for truth other than like integrity, which I'm saying with the lilt. But truthfully, it should be about integrity. But like the whole platform is like, how much interaction are you getting? You're winning. So then what is the incentive to tell the truth other than to be a good person? Which I wish that was a thing, but capitalism, you know? Yeah. It's interesting to think about like truth tellers and like how certain artists or truth tellers were not hailed or not listened to in their time. And then after the fact, they were... They were mm-hmm. icons. It makes me think about that and like how it doesn't matter how many likes you get, right? Like your the quality of who you are, if you know it's true, 
that's the goal that like I, I want everyone to get to is like who gives a f- who gives a flying fuck you know what i mean like it's just a game that everyone's playing but like if you know who you are and you know the truth to the core of you then fuck the likes like do you know what i'm you know that's just Yo, me but let's yeah. be real let's be real for a second a country that is built off of lying about the integrity of how they got here mm-hmm. is 100% going to create Preach. a social network that Preach. has nothing to do with fucking truth and everything to do with impact and popularity. Preach. It's literally Preach. like social media and everything else is a byproduct of legitimately the foundation of America. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Dang. You know that um, head exploding emoji? Picture that right now for me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Picture the vomit one for me because I need it here in this country. <laughs> is there is there a version of not having regulation that is successful? Like, is there a version? Did that make sense? Because I can reframe mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah. I open that up to everyone. Is there a version of not having regulation? If it weren't about getting the news out first because of our capital capitalistic society if there was not a race to get the most people to listen to you and we could actually trust the news sources to give us news that is well cited and researched i think mm-hmm. maybe does posting a video count as something that needs to be regulated for example if there were regulations would george floyd's video could george floyd's video have been posted without being vetted to make sure that the cop was 100% actually doing everything he was supposed to do correctly. Like, is being able to post that video based on regulations or not regulations, I guess is my question. Like, using actual footage as evidence, is that something that should be regulated or not? Because if so- Specifically for social media? Yeah. With like, yeah. In social media, think about like how we've been talking, like posting that on these platforms on Instagram videos or Twitter, like snapping Twitter videos. And like, if there's regulation, would videos like those be seen or shown? I think the question for me is like, was not like, what was the content of the video, but was the video doctored? Mm-hmm. So like, like the, the event happened, um, but and and like whether the event was legal or not or whether like what you're documenting was yeah legal or not it happened so i think as long as like the content wasn't doctored to tell a specific story that is not true i feel like i mean in a dream world yes but like yeah i mean there are always exceptions you know because doctor just means like changing up the video editing it are essentially correct is that you mean yeah. by doctor but if somebody posts an article they're not doctoring information. They just are posting information they haven't looked up. Uh, Moving specifics aside, it's just the idea of like, how do you, can you regulate sources as being like, like if you have to vet it, vet a video, can you vet a video? Because I'm I'm being specific on the idea of like, if you, that's what's hard I think about regulating because regulating means that there's a way at which everything has to funnel so it is fairly and correctly going through. Mm -hmm. But sometimes if there isn't a regulation, certain groups can be like, no, see, I got to post this because you didn't mute me yet. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm, there's an opposite side to it. That is such an interesting push and pull Mm -hmm. over regulation. 
Yeah. Because we're still people, right? We're still humans. And there are still humans regulating these platforms. And like with biases. With, with biases. biases. Yeah. Do you think that you should be able to lie on social media? I mean, like, I wish it, I wish it wasn't a question of should or shouldn't. I wish it was a question of like, oh, no, I'm a, I don't lie. Like, I prefer to be honest, to share the truth. And we learn from each other on together. I don't know. Because it doesn't <laughs> stop. It doesn't like stop with the news. It's like face tuning. It's Photoshop. It's, it's everything. It's a lot of lying. <laughs> we're, I'm laughing because that's such a 2020 question right? to ask. Right? Like that's the base of that whole question is truly, it puts me in trauma. I have to bring it up at therapy on Wednesday. It's, <laughs> I'm sorry. So should you be able to lie? And it's like, no. no! Yes, right. except. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. um, my headshots got retouched. Except, <laughs> like... I have to use a ring light when I do an audition. Except, you know, there's there's all these exceptions. And, like, what are those exceptions? And it's ultimately, I think you're landing on keeping up with the status quo. And social media is, like, keeping people up to the status quo of situations, even if it's not the truth. And, again, fucking capitalism. Everything <laughs> is about Asia. Talk about, you know, it's, yeah. I, it, I... It's just, I feel like I can't, I got, okay, I got, what was I doing the other night? Oh, I was researching um, more about, you know, voting in California and we had like 12 or 13 propositions we were voting on. It was a lot. But just the scope, anytime I start digging into that stuff, the scope of how deep and big and scary our government is and how intertwined it is with things that it shouldn't be intertwined with and like how the government regardless of what party they're affiliated with like any is manipulating information to make people follow them so that the people who are in power can hold on to that power and not let anyone else have it instead of our government being about here are all the facts. Here are all the things you want to know. Here are the truths. Let's decide as a country together what the best way to move forward is. It's not about that. A lot of people are making mm-hmm. it seem like it's about that, but it's not about that. It's about staying in power. And I think that is the thing that I can't – I don't know. Even even the people who I'm trusting to do the right thing, I don't know what their true intentions are. I don't know what they're going to – I don't know, you know, whoever wins, if they're actually going to do the things that they said they're going to do, regardless of whether or not you believe Trump is a – good president or you think biden's going to be a fantastic president regardless of what you believe we can't actually trust that the things that we need to happen are going to happen because not only is it about the individual candidate that may or may not get the office it's about all of the people that are working with them and their own personal agendas like we were talking about the last episode with you know you become a politician to make change for your own beliefs and the beliefs of people around you and it just I just feel like we're in this cyclone of misinformation and fear-mongering and uh hiding the truth and making up different truths and social media and uh journalism and putting pitting each other against each other like for you know my family having horrible conversations with my dads about you know like why they don't believe that the things that I'm saying are real when I have experienced them in my true life and they say I don't see you as a person of color and then it's like it trickles down so heavily and sometimes I feel like it's so easy for me to forget that that is happening all the time that like I'm seeing a very small window 
of, you know, what's happening around me at any given moment. And so my decisions are based on the things that I see around me and the things that I choose to engage with and the things that I choose to research. And it just, (sighs) this isn't answering any question. It's just it's fucked. so good, though. It's just fucked. I think it yeah. is answering a question, though, because you're speaking on the idea of... I'm sweaty. Why, <laughs> 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 like, you're talking on the very fact as to why social media is not a legitimate source to get right. information from because yes. of the structure that it has to compete against in order to stay relative. Mm-hmm. It's also so compounded to, at least for me, like by the fact that we're in a pandemic, like I don't have access to people. I don't have access, like, like we all talk to each other, but we're divided by screens. We're divided by states. We're like, like, I I don't have the access to human interaction that I'm used to. And so I'm consuming even more from social media, from what I see online and from what's available to me there. Cause that's where I'm living my fucking life right now Mm. is like, on a screen um and and it's it really is like the perfect storm of like all the bullshit that's been hap- happening in social media and then also like cutting us off it's like we're like hostage I, I feel like i'm a hostage like we have this one way of consuming information we've been cut off from like life as we know it and it's it's all like culminating in this like feeling of like not really being able to to tell or know fully what is true because, like you were saying, like the powers that be are not invested in doing what's best for the people or doing what's best for the country or giving us the information that will serve us most. It's about what tells the narrative they want to tell. Like the least they could fucking do is give us the information even when it's not readily accessible to us. But that doesn't help them. It feels like we have lost the art of critical thinking as well. Ugh. It it it's It feels as if like with these new tools and with how easily available everything is, it feels like that part of our brain, I feel like is slowly disappearing. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, all of this stuff about, you know, people, if you're believing the lies, if you're believing the conspiracy theories, if you're believing all of this stuff, it just feels like to me that our, the way that, um, we're supposed to critically think about things is just lost. It's like a lost art <laughs> that we have to rediscover. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, there's no like, there's no also, there's no middle ground. Like, I'm thinking back to this article that you sent us, and it's basically the episode reading it again reveals the tension between fighting misinformation and protecting free speech. Mm. But critical thinking is right, the idea that we can get information and decipher it ourselves and be like, no, I call bullshit. No, I say yes to that. Right. But we're getting just so much information that we're actually just overwhelmed. And so putting regulations still isn't going to allow you to get, become critical thinking because like it's going to be vetted anyways. But I think it's a conversation of having an overwhelming amount of information that you just Mm -hmm. don't know what to do except like, recluse and i almost see why people i don't understand but i see why people keep in their small bubbles because they're like well i just know that this works i just know that this keeps me where i'm at so then when you're asking people to think outside the box you're to be like that might not be correct they're like but it works for me yeah and that's like okay cool we're not having a conversation of the truth we're having a conversation of comfort and like now i can't get you to not talk about 
the truth of the situation because it's putting you in an uncomfortable situation because you're overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. And I think, like, to speak to Tina's point, too, I think this even was before the pandemic. Like, I, I feel like our, the way thanks, that we... Internet. Yeah, thanks, mm-hmm. Internet. The way that we speak to one another is so often online. And so it, it, it's it's as if we, like, forgot how to do it in person as often. Like, there seems to be, it feels like there's a breakdown in how we used to communicate versus how we communicate now. Mm-hmm. And I think the fit, there was a Facebook VP. He had this incredible speech about how Facebook has basically ruined our national dialogue, international dialogue. Like it, it, it has ruined how we used to be able to speak to one another. It's also that thing where, Internet has fucked up conversations, yo. Like, we send emails. Like, so many of our conversations are so fake. Or, like, text messaging. Like, yes, we're authentic, but are we? Like, how many times have we hit delete or erased a message? That if I say it to your face, I can't erase it. I have to justify it or apologize for it. But so much of our daily interactions are literally text messages, are literally emails. So they're curated information. They're the vetted version of what I want you to hear. Like, we're practicing so many edits throughout the day. Are practicing so many like um, I'm going to put this in this like little um, regulated box to say it like this because I want to appear like this. I have more impact by this message by doing this. So it's we have become a product of also the same vetting that we want to have like destroyed, placed on us, but not placed on us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think to what you said earlier, Dana, about like uh, us losing the ability to think critically, I think like, yes, in a way, but I also think like the, the, the skill of critical thinking itself is evolving because I see like, you know, my, my Gen Z cousins, I see like Gen Z folks that I know who like have a completely different way of engaging with material because they haven't grown up in a world where they can, they assume that they can trust news sources where they assume that they can trust Ooh, everything they read. I right. feel like we were brought up to wow. like believe that we should be able to trust it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and certainly generations before us too. But like, I think I, I feel like for me personally, like my generation and I'm, I'm a millennial, but like, like we've had to learn that skill. And I feel like mm. Gen Z has like never even believed that they can trust everything they see online because like it, it was already, so far gone by that point. So I, I feel like, yes, the skill as we knew it of critical thinking, it, it, that exists in a world where like we even believed that we could like trust every every source. Mm. Um, whereas now it feels like the skill of critical thinking is like what Asia was talking about earlier of like, now I have to do my own fucking research and like basically be my own fact checker um, and, and engage with this on a level that assumes that it's got some kind of ulterior motive, which is, I mean, like the mental gymnastics that you have to do as a human to like consume any sort of information, but also like it's, it's exhausting and it's, it feels manipulative and like almost. Because it is like, the thing is like, it is, it's like exactly what Asia said. Like when Asia literally was talking about how the party power structure is set up, to keep people in power without giving us information so we don't actually have it to hold them accountable with, except they know what's going on, but they feed us this and make us think we have these choices. It's 100% manipulative all the way down the scale. 
And and if anything, that's why TikTok was so fucking dope because they got all those people to show up to Donald Trump's rally, mm. thought he was going to sell out. Guess what you ain't do? Sell out. And so now he had all these empty seats. And so then they want to put regulations on TikTok. Yeah. But it's regulations for the idea that it infused, it came in contact with their power versus like the actual act of it not being regulated allowed it to be of good use. So social media friend or foe <laughs> after all of this oh god i think it has the the potential to be a friend because it exists as a, a platform for people who were not necessarily given space to speak by traditional platforms you know like yeah. like maybe people who couldn't afford to go to journalism school and like get credentials that way or, or people who like don't have access to having their voices heard in traditional ways so I think in theory, it's a great way to platform voices that don't, that are ignored by society at large. But I think what it's turned into, because of capitalism, <laughs> um, and I'm the proudest mama goose in the world that uh, y'all started railing against capitalism without me even bringing it up. Um, but <laughs> I, I... You should call it the C yeah. word. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> We need to have like a, a buzzer, like a bam, 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 like a sound. Every time we say capitalism. But yeah, I, I feel like I, like what it's turned into is is I think beyond our the people's control and has been used in a way that that has denied access to those voices anyway. So right, yeah, potential friend, but right now we're still on bad terms. Yeah, I agree. If if it could be a friend if it were being used to foster con like actual conversations and say like here's what i'm seeing what are you seeing do we want to talk about it as it stands now i think yes tina i do think there's a lot of good that comes from social media but i think that in my personal experience there's been so much bad um in terms of fostering positive or not even positive but like useful conversations with people who are in opposition to what you think. I think it it has been a huge divider of people, mm. but I do think that it has the potential to be good, a good a friend, a good friend, good friend. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a foe until it's regulated. I'm I am I am only on Instagram. Fuck Facebook. Um, Twitter overwhelms me. Uh, yeah, it's bad. I'm uh, maybe TikTok. I like dancing so. <laughs> but I, I, I personally feel like I think the cons outweigh the good. That's that's where I'm at right now. I think it's a friend, but I think the abuse of power makes it a foe. Mm -hmm. I think that it's 100% there to link us together. I think it's 100% there to bring things instant. I think it's why our culture has evolved the way it has. Um there's spaces that I take up that I would have never taken up if it wasn't for the instantness of social media right. and what it does for cultures. I do think that the foe is just a byproduct of the abuse that is our, our entire structure. Because if you think about it, the the it's an addiction as well, which we didn't even touch on, but it's also yeah. that. We didn't um, even get to social dilemma. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I think that the element of the addiction stems from the capitalistic nature to make more money. That's that's all that it, it boils down to. Yeah, fuck capitalism. Bam, 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 bam. Fuck the C word. 
Uh, cool. Uh, <laughs> action items? Who has action items? Uh, the election's uh, right on the horizon, so oh my God. trying to focus primarily on that. Um, for me, I'm I'm just going to reiterate what we say on our our Instagram um, this week. If you are in Texas, please make sure that if you're mailing in a ballot, that your signature matches your records. Because if it doesn't, the courts just ruled that they can not accept your ballot and then not tell you. So that's some fuckery. And Texas is a huge, huge state that they're trying to flip. Um, this election, obviously. So either vote in person if you feel comfortable because um, we're still in a pandemic or just triple make sure. And this signature thing actually is a big thing everywhere. Your signature yeah. has to match your records. Mm-hmm. But Texas um, <laughs> cannot tell you and then your vote won't count. So vote. <laughs> <laughs> Please, for the love of Bob, if you haven't voted yet, vote. And yeah, like I said, I mean, like, just skim your contacts and your brain for people you know in key states and check in with them. Make sure they're voting, you know, ask if they need any support or if they'd like any support with any understanding anything or, you know, like, I feel like California is one place. It's very different than Michigan Um, or even Texas at this point. So Help each other, take care of each other, and vote. Uh, also, take care of yourself. Like, mm-hmm. just super small. Like, vote, please vote, but also do what you need to do for you. Whether whatever mm-hmm. self care looks like, get off social media that day. Get on social media that day, but just make sure whatever you're doing is fueling yourself, not just blowing the flames at you. Because mm-hmm. this election is going to cost a lot of people a lot of different feelings. But yours are important. So just listen to whatever you need for you that day. Yes. Um, my accent item uh, is, um, again, like last week, it's a- around voter suppression. Um, we're really in crunch time here. But um, check out uh, Native's Vote. Um, and Native communities are often really heavily targeted by voter suppression laws and efforts. So um, Native's Vote is doing some really cool stuff to uh, increase access um, and resources so that uh, indigenous folks are, are not as affected by, by voter suppression. Um, and then for those of you voting in Illinois, I would just like to encourage folks to vote yes on the fair tax yes. amendment. Please, 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 please vote yes um, and uh, eat the rich. I guess. Eat the rich. <laughs> um, also, just last baby one check your sources Mm. before you share something just spend two minutes googling it and we mean like stories just google it we mean posts we mean like everything really anything that you see misinformation is dangerous just google it Mm -hmm. yeah just look yeah all right lionel you want to send us off with your yeah hey everyone thank y'all again for tuning in to we the people where we like to keep it fresh cool and unfiltered see you next week What's in your fridge, Lionel? <laughs> I have wine, wine. white wine, <laughs> oat so milk. Wine. I have egg whites. I love oat milk. <laughs> oat milk, wine, and um, sparkling water. Mm. Ooh. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and a dash of salt. <laughs> Brought to yeah. you by Lionel's Refrigerator. Use code We the People to get twenty percent off of looking oh, at no. his fridge. <laughs> we make our own ads until we get sponsored. <laughs> I'd love to be sponsored by wine. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah. I am sponsored by wine. <laughs> My body is sponsored My by wine. My life is sponsored by wine. 